Hey, this is Amy. And this is Lindsay. And this is Girl Talk Live. We are so pumped that you're here with us as we unpack how being a girl and being a mom is the best when you're walking and talking with Jesus every day and seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. So grab your Bible and let's get started. Um, moms, daughters, like we really, we love um, just to just to give you resources to have conversations with your girls and your moms. Cause really like we learned this week, which we kind of already knew this, but like our kids today and just the generation Z that is not even, I mean, they are kids, but they're also like growing up, but they like, they want, like they want this, like they want someone, which I'm at the, I'm at the bottom of millennials. And like, I, I felt that way growing up. Like I wanted discipline and I wanted someone to like, I wanted to know someone cared and like I wanted someone to tell me that I was wrong because that meant they cared and so we definitely like we see so moms like if you have girls like grab them get these study guides like be sure that you're asking them hard questions because I think they want like they want the hard questions and And I agree with what she's saying because you know God's written his law on our hearts scripture says that he has written his law on our hearts so when, when children are young, you don't have to teach them how to sin. But you also have a captive audience for truth because they're not as distracted yet. Um, there are not as many things pulling on them. And they have, they have the capability to answer these hard questions, um, whether you know it or not, whether you've taught them mm-hmm. all of it or not, because... It's written on their hearts, and they long for that. They long for the relationship, and they also, I think there's just so much more in them than mm-hmm. we give them credit for. They're, they're so smart, and mm-hmm. they, they like, want to be challenged, and they want to think through the hard things, but they're not going to do it on their own because they're scared. But they also, like, given mm-hmm. the opportunity, like, they want to work through and figure out, like, oh, well, what would I do if this happens? Like, and they want you not to tell them what to do, but care enough to ask and to talk through it and give them like, uh, give them a chance to like give their opinion. And then they want to like they want you to give them your opinion. But it's safe space. Yeah, yeah, and it's the safe relationship that mm-hmm. I mean we're all like that's what we're all longing for. We're all like no matter what personality we have or what background we come from like we all like in the end like we want to feel safe we want to feel secure like we want that in our relationships because that's who Jesus is like that's Mm -hmm. I mean he is that safety that we all long for and if you don't know the questions to ask or you feel like you have asked the questions and you're not getting any response don't give up and keep praying for wisdom and keep praying for the opportunities to know how to speak to your child um, because they could be having a hard day. They could be, um, I mean, we just don't know what they're struggling with, but just don't give up if one time doesn't work. Like just pray about it again, Mm -hmm. ask for wisdom because James tells us that God gives wisdom freely to those who ask without finding fault. And I cannot tell you how many temper tantrums I have thrown on the floor because I didn't know what to do. I couldn't handle whatever was going on when my children were young. My oldest is 19 now. My youngest is nine. And when my um, 19 and 18 year old were toddlers, 
17 months apart, running around, being selfish and doing the things that they do and fussing and pulling and fighting and we had great times and we had times when I didn't know why they just couldn't get along and I was an only child and so I was like, what is this? We're supposed to all be having fun and having so much fun together and why can't we just, you know, paint and play and do all these fun things together? And I didn't like it and I would go literally and get on the floor in my closet or in my bedroom and throw a temper tantrum and tell the Lord that I do not like what is going on, but I don't know what to do about it. So please help me, change me, help me love them, and please give me wisdom to know what to do with these people that I'm supposed to be raising. <laughs> God has done it. And so, for sure. so he just kept giving me more a hunger, a deeper and deeper hunger for his word and, and just showing me things and teaching me things. And, and so that's what we're just trying to share with y'all is just really how to um, connect with your child in a way that makes them feel loved and safe and protected because they want you. They want you more than you understand. They want you more than they understand. They have bad days when they are mad at everything and they don't even know why they're mad. But it's probably just because hormones, somebody hurt them, somebody did something that they can't verbalize it. But no matter what, you can just be their safe space. And if you can't say, if you don't know what to say, just sit there quietly and nod and smile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> many times when I just sit there, I'm like, so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then I say, what happened? What happened? You know, mm -hmm. and then, and then it all comes out. And, um, but anyway, so you can ask them these hard questions like, um, is your, is your deepest relationship with Jesus? And they'll probably be like, I don't know. Because they probably don't have it yet. Mm -hmm. But but they they hear about how great it can be. You know, everybody gets the saved revelation at different times. Some people mm -hmm. say they're 12. Some people don't get saved till they're 26. And, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. But you can still ask that question and then, and then maybe kind of expand on it. Yeah. Um, another one is what can you do intentionally to make sure Jesus is who you go to first? Mm -hmm. And they'll probably be like, I just want to talk to my friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, there's that question that circle circles around, um, social media a lot that says like, have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it and things like that. They're like, really, you're like, Ooh, like, you know, if we ask ourselves those questions, it's like, yeah, that's, it's so much easier to pick up the phone. Like it's because you just, you want to hear it right back. Like in, and, and mm -hmm. there's people say all the time, like, if you really think about it, who you call first, like is probably going to be the friend that you know is going to say what you want them to say. And you have to get to the point where like, I mean, nine times, I don't know. I can't really give, give a number, but like, cause I mean what you say to me, I want you to say to me, but it's not always like, usually isn't what I <laughs> want to hear, but it is what I want to hear. But like, you know, I think that it's important that you, like, I think, I don't know. It's just, there's different, different things for, I'm not saying one thing is right and one thing is wrong, but I think that if you have the consistent accountability person that you go to, then you, you aren't like tempted with like, oh, I'm going to call her because I know she'll tell me like, 
how I feel, like, how I want to feel, and, like, you know, like, I know, like, every time I go to you, like, you're going to tell me the truth, and it's not going to be, like, oh, well, maybe this will help her feel better, like, you know, and Sometimes so, it's a low wall. but I think that's where, you know, we go to Jesus first, but we pray for that person, and let it be, like, let that be a challenge, like, I mean, I don't know, you can speak to this more as a mom, but I feel like you, you shouldn't just tell your kids what they want to hear because they're not going to grow from it. Which, I mean, you have both experiences. I think there's, you know. And sometimes you, like, I find myself sometimes just doing what brings peace in the moment when I need to speak more to their heart and what's causing the conflict in the first place. And um, the other, like, like when, when mine are fussing with each other, and then one, they, they're kind of going at it, and one gets really upset because something's not going their way, and they just hit the other person. Or, you know, throw something at them or push them down or whatever. I have always, number one, they both get punished mm-hmm. because the one causing it didn't let it go. And the one who retaliated, they weren't right either, even though they can justify why they did what they did. But my point is, I want them, when they feel those emotions coming up, I want them to come to me with those emotions. Because I think, as believers, we cannot, I mean, I tell them all the time, if I don't teach you how to deal with your emotions, you're going to get out in the world, and you're going to have road rage, or post-rage, or (laughs) whatever, or you're going to hit somebody, I tell them, I'll say, you're going to end up in jail <laughs> if you don't learn to use your self-control. I use self-control so, sometimes now. I'm like, you're going to so, get jailed. So, or they so, say it back, they'll say, like, I'm like, what's going to happen if you keep doing this? And they'll say, like, I'm going to go to jail when I get older. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. <laughs> I love when they say what you say back, like when they answer me with what you said to them. Like, that's my favorite. I'm like... So the so point coming. is, is that we have to deal with our heart mm-hmm. and where these things are coming from. And so whatever your child is, um, when you ask them these questions and they're like, I don't know. It, you know, they, they probably don't know because they're just trying to, to get through the day right now mm-hmm. as a child and as a teenager. But it's good to put these words in their minds and have those, you know, just a little five-minute conversation that maybe just plants a seed. Yeah. You know, um, and and so as they hear things or, you know, see things posted, hopefully they're following good accounts, mm-hmm. it will grow those seeds because, oh, one of my favorite verses, where is it? Grow. Where is that verse? Oh, Holy Spirit, where is that verse? I think, too, like, they are capable of, cultivating a relationship with Christ that the world has told them that they're not capable of because they do. They follow people on social media. They watch TV shows that have relationships all in them. If you, any popular TV show that our kids are watching today is laced with relationships and uh. it's, and it is not God honoring relationships mm-hmm. and they're seeing that they're watching it. I am a, I don't know what the, I was going to say a product of it, but that's probably not the right word. Like I, like I grew up watching shows and it built my, it built my view on relationships more than the Bible did because I was watching it. And now we have it where they are watching 
things on Netflix hours and hours and hours, and it's forming their brains. It's form. I mean, like, just all the statistics of how their brains are forming because of social media and nonstop Netflix and just all the things that they're exposed to. And so they really they have the capacity to know that their deepest relationship is with Christ or it's not. I think and they just don't know how that looks. Yeah. And so they're watching all these things on TV because they can see it. Right. And that's why it's so yeah. important for them to see us right. and what our relationship yes. with Jesus looks like. And, and also their in. their relationship with us mm-hmm. is the example yes. of the relationship with Jesus. Because yeah. just like I tell mine, I want you to come talk to me. When you start feeling those things, come talk to me first. Yeah. Um, so that you don't hit your sister. Mm-hmm. And and then that is training for them yeah. when they're not with me anymore to go talk to Jesus yeah. first. And watch your face. I know that's <laughs> what you always say. But like it really is. Like I mean I I mean I've learned that even through ministry and just like growing up with girls like you growing up with the girls in ministry is like you they they really are they're testing you to see how you're going to react and that's how they're going to base what they say and they're going to base your their relationship with you, their safety with you. They're going to base on, okay, am I going to go back to mom and say something again? Because when I went to her last time, she started screaming at me because I told her that my friend was doing something wrong, not even me. And like, and that's like, you kind of, which I had to learn, like the deeper I am in relationships with whoever, like the girls that would come to me and tell me something but they would tell me like what their friends were doing. And then like, you know, in the beginning I would be like, they're doing what? Like, oh my goodness. And then I would end up realizing that, you know, obviously the my friend stories of how it ends up being those girls that are actually doing it, things like that. But mm-hmm. I actually, I just realized I learned that I just stopped reacting to things because things stopped surprising me. But also just because I would be like, oh really? Like, that's cool. And they're like, wait, are you not like, are you not shocked? Like, are you not like, are you not mad? And I'm like, no. Like, and so even if I was, like, I had to, like, and you're really good at it too. Just like, you know, I, I think you just, just take deep breaths and you just like, you just <laughs> let them talk and like, don't react to don't what react. they're saying to you and go take mm-hmm. it out with Jesus afterwards. Because like, yeah, you're really scared. Like they're, they're, Especially like your college kids, your high school kids, like they are surrounded by so many things, but they're also surrounded by Christ. They're surrounded by your prayers. Oh. They're surrounded by everything that you take to the closet and everything <laughs> that you, and like, I mean, I've learned that from obviously mm-hmm. the best. And like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you do. You have to realize like your faith is bigger than your fears. Like, literally, if we could see it in mm-hmm. real life, like we see. We see all the physical stuff that's around our kids, and we forget that, like, we have the power to, we are building so much more over what we could be fearing. And, like, I just mm-hmm. wish that we could see, like, I wish we could see all of that, but mm-hmm. we can't, so we just have to believe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, as you ask these questions, as you ask the hard questions, you are planting the seeds. And in 1 Corinthians 3, um, it's Paul's talking to the Corinthians about who's better, who's not better. He's saying nobody's better. Jesus is the best. <laughs> you know, we're all, we all just have different roles. And so in um, verse 6, he says, I planted the seed, 
Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So, so plant the seeds. If we do our part, God is faithful. Even if we don't do our part, mm-hmm. even if we mess up or forget to do something, keep praying that God will fill in the gaps because he will. Yeah. He's so good because I, I just think about Ezekiel all the time. I think about Psalm 106 and 107 that's talking about all the, the unbelievers mm-hmm. who turned away from God, who, who did whatever they wanted to, who didn't care. And then, in, and then when they got so miserable, they cried out to God for help, and he saved them. Mm-hmm. And so, y'all, we, we can't mess this up, but at the same time, there are things that we can do to help and to, to not have as much pain. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I hate pain. I hate hard things. I mean, there's another, I have, I have thrown so many temper tantrums between me and the Lord because I didn't want to go to jail. <laughs> I took everything to the Lord. But I remember sitting there one day, I was like, this is so hard. I can't do this. I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't like hard things. And I cried and I screamed about it. And y'all, I mean, I just get raw honest with God. And I love my time with the Lord. (laughs) Probably. I don't remember what happened yesterday. No, no, yesterday it could have. It could have happened. But but that's the thing. Like, we we don't have to do it. Like, all we have to do is have that deep relationship with Jesus. And... And bring everything to him and cast our cares upon him and and come to him all who are weary and heavy laden and burdened and he will give us rest like so that's why we just plant these seeds we don't have to know everything the Bible says Mm -hmm. but we know that the one who wrote the Bible is the one that we just bring everything to and so we bring our children and we dive into this, and the more we grow in Him, the more He flows out of us to be what our children need us to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the best thing about walking with Jesus is, I mean, there's so many good things. I don't know if there's a best thing. It's all good. But my point is, is just, um, you know, we've got these things here as a tool mm-hmm. to help you dig in. Um, um, Maverick City song about talking to Jesus and then just a few other things that we've listened to like it's definitely like what what you said earlier like our kids are not seeing uh what a relationship looks like lived out with Christ and um mm-hmm. and I mean some of them are I mean we have we do we have a generation falling from church but we also have a big chunk of this generation who are chasing after Christ and so I mean don't definitely don't we don't live in despair that we just are just dealing with I mean they've been saying forever that millennials are you know falling out of the church and I worked on staff for six years with majority of millennials and so it's definitely like there's one thing and then there's like what we see and so you're we're not living in like hopelessness but they who they see their parents as who they like who they're like where what their home is what they wake up feeling what they go to sleep feeling like mm-hmm. that is that is molding their hearts more than you could ever imagine mm-hmm. in like how you make them feel and like what they see like conflict resolution and just the way we treat others and just all mm-hmm. of that stuff like yeah they're at school eight hours a day like yeah that is a big majority of time that they are learning things but honestly like there's no 
there's nothing like greater than what you're teaching them at home and um and so that's really I mean that's a big part of like what girl talk is is because we know how important it is like as parents to to like guide your children and um and so one of my favorite authors wrote a book called the ministry of motherhood and so that um just you know being a mom is one of the best jobs there is and that's when I was growing up that's all I wanted because my mom was not present in the home she was a single mom worked full-time was tired at night did not have a relationship with the Lord and so everything I am today is because I didn't want my children to feel the way I felt when I was growing up and so um, God redeems he restores and he renews and he reimburses mm-hmm. and what are some other R words Ooh, so many Um, rebuilds rebuilds and that is relationships he restores relationships